What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Brand and Beyond podcast. Um, as always, I'm your host, Chris, joined by my co-host, Beast. And today, we have a very, very special episode that we're excited to give you guys out there. We're here with the Director of Marketing and Social Media at the House of Blueberry, Suzette Feller. Suzette, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. How are you? I'm great. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. It's the pleasure's all ours, really. Um, so to start us off, can you just give the audience a brief intro of what the House of Blueberry does and just break down what your role in the company is? Absolutely. So House of Blueberry, we are a 100% digital fashion company. Um, we started out selling digital wearables on Second Life. So tops, bottoms, dresses, shoes, accessories. Um, and it started out as a solo venture by our founder, Mishi McDuff. Um, she founded Blueberry in 2012 and had sold uh, 20 million digital assets by um, last year. So really exciting stuff. And, and that was kind of when she decided to take on investment and um, form a whole team and just make the business into a much bigger thing. So we're now live on Second Life as well as Roblox. Uh, we're soon to launch on a couple other platforms as well um, and we sell direct avatar. So we sell within these platforms, marketplaces and catalog shops, um, and users can just log in and log in for wearables directly. And Ooh. Uh, being that you've been in the marketing space for quite some time, can you introduce to our audience the value of marketing and branding within an organization? Uh, why is it a crucial branch within a company, especially at the early stage? Sure. Having a strong brand, having a brand that feels both specific, right? It communicates one particular vision. It's memorable. It's different, but also one that feels general enough to be relatable to a lot of people. Uh, I think that's kind of the key and that's how you cut through the clutter. And without that, you're just, you're going to have a really hard time succeeding if you're not getting your name out there in a way that's memorable. Yeah, no, 100%. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, so going into our next question, has there been any unique experiences, positive or negative, you've dealt with rel rel relevant, excuse me, to branding, marketing, and could be regarding you know, dealing with your team internally or external efforts that you and your team participated in, whatever comes to mind? Yeah, I think um, one thing that's interesting with House of Blueberry is we work with a lot of younger talent. So a lot of the leading designers on these digital platforms will be teenagers, you know, um, and we only hire 18 plus, but oftentimes, you know, like interviewing these people or talking to them about influencer marketing opportunities, et cetera. Um, and what we found is that Gen Z definitely has a specific idea for their work and how it should fit into their life. And it's been really beneficial for us to learn about that because we want to be able to attract and retain that talent. And if that means, you know, offering more flexibility, doing contract work instead of full time, um, it's kind of about just like catering to that specific community's needs because we want to attract the best talent. And in our case, most of the best talent is going to be Gen Z. They're going to be younger. They're oftentimes not looking for a traditional workplace by any means. And so that's been a really cool learning experience for me just to learn about like um, what it takes to, you know, get like a 19 year old designer onto your team 
and motivate them to stay there and be excited about the work. Um, Because it's definitely different than like what would motivate like my dad who's in his 70s, you know? Um, And yeah, so that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind is just like we really had to really have a lot of learnings and had to pivot a little bit in the way that we uh, work with that kind of talent. So, I mean, as me and Chris talk about all the time, we know Gen Z tends to value, you know, different things as those older generations, as you mentioned, right? They they tend to like more transparency and like to feel a little more ownership in their work. Uh, what are some things that, you know, the House of Blueberry does or, look, or is looking to do in the future to continue on to attract those uh, individuals in that demographic? So I think one of the most important features that we offer is Anytime we bring a designer on our team, we never tell them that you can't make your own designs anymore Uh, because that would just be, that's like the easiest way to make these people run for the hills. You know, they want to maintain their own sense of individualism and um, be able to work on their own projects, um, even at the same time as they're contributing to House of Blueberry and maybe designing some stuff under our brand. So I think that was that was a really key learning was just allowing them to retain that independence and not uh, not saying you have to sign away all of your design rights to us. Um, another thing, another thing which kind of surprised me was this shift from full time to contract. A, a lot of people don't want full time jobs necessarily. They want to be able to set their own hours. They want to be able yeah. to work when they want to work. Um, and I totally, you know, understand and respect that. So. Um, those are kind of two unique things we've come across that we're that we really work hard to showcase to any prospective talent. What about culture? Has there been any cultural desires and needs from that demographic that you found that are really interesting, which is opposed to the norms? I think um, I think like generally, you know, with Gen Z, and I've done some research into this as well because you know I'm sure you all have seen all the articles cropping up about it. Absolutely, Just, absolutely. Yeah, it's so important to be inclusive, to provide work-life balance, to create a really welcoming and kind environment overall. Um, You know, gone are the days of the like Mad Men style workplaces where they're like, (laughs) you know, like dictator at the top and they're just giving orders. Um, So it's very much like it's, it's a true collaboration at our company. We're really all working together kind of like on the same level, especially, you know, being a startup where we all wear so many different hats, like there's nothing that is me, like there's nothing that I can say like, oh no, that's not my job description. I don't do that. I haven't done that for years. Like, no, I do it. I, I'll do it all, you know? Um, Cause that's just kind of how you have to operate as a startup. You're maybe not going to have like this huge corporate team just yet. And you all have to like be comfortable rolling up your sleeves and just doing what needs to be done. Um, and well, would you repeat the question one more time? And I might have something else to add, but I kind of forgot. I mean, you, you hit a spot on, you hit a spot on. I mean, uh, me and Chris, similar to, you know, we, we do our due diligence learning about the new marketing trends as well as cultural trends that are relevant to Gen Z in the workplace. And being that they're going to be the, the dominant demographic, you know, by decades end, uh, it's always interesting to hear how individuals in your space, in your shoes, right. View attracting those kind of candidates, yeah. but uh, really jumping back into marketing, how does the House of Blueberry view marketing? Is your angle towards marketing products, marketing teams, marketing experiences? Just bring our audience into the day-to-day role that that you're in. Yeah. So 
our CEO, Mishi, has some really interesting insights on this. And basically, what she found in her experience of building this huge brand on Second Life was that people don't necessarily buy into a product. They don't necessarily buy into a company. They want to buy into a community, especially in the gaming space. This is getting increasingly And so we kind of approach marketing from that perspective of just like, it's really all about community building. We are selling our products, you know, we are um, promoting them, but it's really more so about like creating that two-way sense of communication where, you know, like I, as social media manager, I'm constantly going on our Twitter and responding to people and passing their feedback along to our design team. And that helps to, that in that way, our marketing directly informs the kind of products that we put out because um, we're really like, creating a, a conversation that goes back and forth and gaining a lot of valuable insights at the same time as we're selling people on this House of Blueberry community. Um, so yeah, I think marketing really just all goes back to community. Uh, can you break down your community? Like what's the demographic within it? Is it the Gen Z's understanding that you guys do, you know, participate and work with, uh, you know, Roblox and companies like that? Uh, what is the dynamic within that community that you guys are attracting? varies so much by platform, which is another thing that makes my job really interesting. So like on Roblox, um, our community is typically age 13 to 17, primarily girls, although um, not exclusively. Um, And then like on Second Life, which is an older platform, our target demographic there could be anywhere from like 25 to 60. Um, And it's a totally different ballgame. Um, so that's something, you know, we're still kind of working through, um, mm. but I do think that like a lot of these messages, you know, about self-expression and being able to take risks in fashion and being able to stay on trend and all these things, they definitely cut through demographics. They're very much universal. Um, so yeah. we've been able to, I think, create a message that really like resonates with everyone. Yeah. It's funny, my, my, uh, I have a younger sister and uh, she's on Roblox all the time. So she's definitely a part of the House of Blue, uh, Blueberry community to, to some extent. Oh, you'll to shop our clothes. We also have a really cute home store. So even if she doesn't buy anything, it's super fun just to like walk around our world. It's it's built, It's we modeled it after like, I think Mishi's vision was like a girl's dream closet or something like that, or like dream bedroom. It's just like the most beautiful, like pink, sparkly world, really well decorated. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not well versed in Roblox. I just know she just bugs me. Hey, peace. I need Robux, Robux, bucks, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever it's called. And I just, I just, you know, I help. I do my, uh, do my part, and she does whatever she has to do. So I'll definitely uh, let her know. That's too funny. I is your younger sister perchance on Twitter? Because people on Twitter always beg you for robots. Like every <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But uh go ahead, Kurt. Yeah. So Suzette, are there any companies or leaders you admire that do a great job in the marketing space that you kind of see can be anybody, anyone from anywhere? Yeah. Um I think that, I mean, my mind initially kind of goes to the main like Nike, Apple, you know, yeah, for sure. like big brand geniuses that 
I studied in school and like continue to reference when I'm trying to think aspirationally about something. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's like a more recent, like more specific example that I, um, whose marketing I've really enjoyed. I, I loved the campaign that oh, I forget the name of the company, but they, there was this company that did was marketing like soap and deodorant stuff for men. And they did this hilarious campaign that was like, uh, oh, I wish I could find the name of it. But it was all kind of about like um, Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. It's Dr. Squatch. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I remember that. Yep. I love that campaign. I just thought it was so silly and offbeat and creative. And it it stuck with you, right? Like, I'm not a guy. I'm not interested in buying men's soap. But I never forgot that campaign. And every time I saw it, it was, like, so cute. Um, I also love the Burger King commercials. I know that may sound like an odd example. But I feel like it's been so long since a commercial jingle, like, really permeated the culture like the burger king jingle has it's been a long time since like i couldn't you know recite a company jingle in my head and like had it stuck in my head for days and they really did a great job of i mean they clearly did their market research and like engine yeah. something that was gonna be memorable to everybody um so i i really love and also just the simplicity of their recent campaigns like it's i just really think they they took a smart approach there well, clearly you have some notches in your marketing belt. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone looking to uh, take on a marketing role? You know, things to look out for, things to be excited about, things no one really talks about. Uh, I mean, you're also in the early stage of, of a company, so I mean, it could it could vary in your experience. But yeah, what would you like to say to the audience in regards to that? Oh, man. Um, what I would say is I think one thing that people don't talk about when they talk about marketing is the fact that in terms of like deliverables, um, when you work in marketing, you're going to have something to deliver like every single day. And that can be really different from your other colleagues who might be working on like more long-term projects. You know, they're not always going to have something to deliver. Marketing can be very demanding in that way where like you, you have to be creative and deliver something creative basically every single day. Um, so I think it's important to, if you work in marketing, just like set aside some time to recharge and give your creativity a rest. For me, I love to take my dog for long walks. That's especially if I'm like in a creative rut and I'm just like not feeling inspired. I'm, I'm not able to put pen to paper. Sometimes I'll just take my dog for a walk and I feel way better when I get back and I'm like ready to jump in. Uh, but that's, I think, something that could be very mentally demanding that people certainly didn't warn me about uh but like it's also a lot of fun like it's a double-edged sword because the beauty of it is you also get to be super creative and that can be a lot of fun um so yeah that that would be my advice also look to the greats for inspiration i mean there's nothing wrong with studying um great ad campaigns and maybe taking elements that you like from here and other elements you like from there and just kind of mixing it all together into your own original thing. Uh, that's definitely something that I've relied upon in my career is just seeing what other people are doing, what's what is out in the marketplace. I feel like that can have like kind of a bad connotation. Like some people will be like, no, like it all needs to come from 
up here in your head. You know, you yeah. can't put, like, seek inspiration anywhere else or it won't be original. But I think that originality really does come down often to um, just, like, making your own spins on some kind of a trend uh, or something that's worked in the past. So I definitely, yeah, I, I, I say it's great to study both great, you know, successes and great failures in learn a lot from those too yeah so rewinding back to your first point about daily deliverables uh can you like break that down a little bit like do you mean like in regards to social media do you mean in regards to like engaging with your community your external audience does that mean almost picking the brands of your team members like what is that what does that look like ongoing like ads that we run on these different platforms and stuff those require my daily attention you know i'm, I'm always having to check in uh Make sure, you know, the ad spend is right. Look through, click through rate. There's so much data monitoring you have to do, um, especially nowadays. I mean, it's just a very like marketing and data analytics go hand in hand. Um, so there's a lot of like daily recording, running ads, posting on social media. Um, and, but it totally depends on the position. Like prior to this, I was working at a creative agency and there my deliverables would be like, I have to write an article, usually closer to like three articles for some client every single day. Um, and yeah, it just is marketing. I think mentally, creatively is probably a little more demanding than people talk about, but it's also a lot of fun. So is it just you who's doing this work? Do you have a team under you? How big is the House of Blueberry team wholesomely? Uh, I mean, to, to push that kind of content every day, I, I, I'd like to hope it's no, not just coming from your brain. So we have, um, I do have one person who's like directly on my team um, who helps me with producing fantastic video content. And then I also have a really helpful team as a whole. Um, and my our company has just been great about supporting me in any way I need to. And, you know, um, empowering me to work with contractors or, um, whoever I need to, to get the work done without it feeling like too much of a burden on me. We also are, I think, going to make a couple new hires soon. So hopefully uh, I'll get even more help. But, you know, again, startups, sometimes a little crazy in the beginning. Sometimes you got to roll your sleeves and do a lot of it yourself. Um, but I'm lucky to have a really supportive team. Certainly it's, um, it's important at any start to make sure you're wearing a bunch of hats. It's just going to happen by default. Um, so as we kind of look to wrap it up here, something we love to do on Brand Beyond is ask this question. What's one question you'd like to ask another marketing professional, CMO, or even could be a C CEO that would be helpful to you as you continue on to grow in your career? I love that. Um, I think... I think one thing that I always like to ask, I think it's really an interesting question to ask people is just like, what's the worst failure you've ever had? And what did you learn from it? Uh, I learned so much by asking that question to people I admire. Um, and oftentimes people will share that quite openly. You know, we like to, I, I think people like to talk about their failures more than we realize because we all mm -hmm. take so much from them. Um, so yeah, that, I think that would be really interesting to ask. Like, I'd love to ask, you know, like the CEO of, um, 
some big advertising agency that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. You can learn a lot, a lot from 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 failures opposed to just learning from all the positive triumphs someone had in their life. Um, but to that, this was an absolute pleasure. You were fantastic. Um, where can people go to find you and go find more about the House of Blueberry? Awesome. So houseofblueberry.com is our website. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our socials are linked there. We are at We're Blueberry on most platforms. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, so feel free to add me on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, look forward to connecting with anyone who might come my way as a result of this show. This is such a blast. Yeah, no, love it. Thank you so much, Suzette. Again, absolutely fantastic. Everyone go check out House of Blueberry. Go check out Suzette on LinkedIn. And that will be it for us today. And until next time, thank you all for listening. Suzette, thank you. Thank you so much, y'all.